Um, I'm Morgan Flores and I play for the UW softball team and this is Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. This is episode 88 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast, the Seattle interview series number 26. I am very excited to welcome Morgan Flores to the show here. Um, I'm going to go down the list. This is this is a decent list. So back in 2016, Pac-12 All-Freshman Team and an NCFCA All-American Second Team in 2019, All-Pac-12 First Team 2019. Uh, also in 2019, Seattle Regional Most Outstanding Player, Johnny Bench Award winner in 2020. Uh, all Pac-12 first team 2021, region first team that year, sports star of the year, women's sports nominee 2021, uh, second in Husky history in RBIs and third in home runs. How have you been? Because I know that we're a couple weeks removed from the season. I know uh, World Series just ended, I think, yesterday. Um, yeah. And then I believe you just wrapped up grad school. That might have been a little bit ago. How have you mm-hmm. been? What have you been up to? Well, um, so yeah, this is like the first time in my life that <laughs> I haven't had softball. Um, so I started playing when I was like five years old. So it's like the first time in my life I haven't had to go to practice or like haven't had to go to weights. I mean, we get the summers off, but like there's always like looking forward to the fall because you're going to play softball again. So Um, yeah, it's been weird. It's been actually kind of nice to give my body like a rest after like 20 years, just of like, like a long rest. So I'm, it's been good. Not being in school is like really nice. I'm finally done, like after my whole life of school, which is really refreshing. Um, so yeah, I've just been hanging out in Seattle, um, trying to, take advantage of the sun while it's here <laughs> um but yeah I'm just hanging out so yeah it's definitely uh got to take advantage of summers here I'm sure you know that <laughs> yes uh, so I want to start sort of back uh in the early days did your parents have any influence on you know you picking up a softball and starting with that or is that something you, you picked up and figured out on your own that you wanted to you know play the game of softball um my parents pretty much told me they're like you're gonna play sport so like pick which one that you're gonna most enjoy so I tried like every single sport I tried basketball soccer I hated running so much like I it I was like crying on the field because <laughs> I had to run so much I'm like I can't do this and so the last option was like softball and I think it was, I was, like, at a party, like, one of my friends, like, birthday parties, and we were, like, this is so cliche, but it's the truth, so um, we were hitting a pinata, and I, like, hit the pinata so good, I, like, broke it open the first time, (laughs) my mom was, like, um, or my mom's friend was, like, oh, like, she, I think she would be really good at softball, you should try that, (laughs) and that was, like, our last option anyway, so she's, like, you know what, screw it, we're just gonna put her in softball, and then, it stuck. I somehow was not bad at it. So we just kept, uh, kept rolling with it. So. So yeah. at any later point, did you ever attempt any other sports or was it always just the focus was tunnel visioned on softball? Um, definitely tunnel visioned on softball. Like I did <laughs> random like middle school, like volleyball and basketball, but it was like super non-competitive. It was just like something else to do at that time. But yeah, mostly softball so 
how was your experience and time at uh, Matterdale High School, a school that has a pretty decently long list of professional athlete alumni? Was that something that might have prepared you for your next step um, at in college, or how how was your time there? Yeah, it was. I so I actually lived like forty five minutes away from Modern Day, and my me and my parents talked about it. We're like if this is going to prepare me for like the next steps, like in college and to be as like competitive as I can, like, I think it's worth the commute to go there. Um, so it definitely did um, prepare me for UW and I actually got to play for UW um, alumni, Tia, Tia Meza or Tia Bollinger at the time. She went to UW and was like a star at UW. So getting to learn from her was super cool. Um, and I think that's a big reason why I wanted to go there was because she was there and um, I would learn so much. And I did. So I'm super thankful that I had the opportunity to go there with a bunch of like other stud athletes that pushed me every single day. Um, so, yeah. Would you say that having her influenced help in the recruiting process at all? Because from what I read, uh, you started being recruited as a freshman at Modern Day. So in general, I guess, what was that process like? And was there any other idea of a university outside of UW? Um, I would say it was more my travel ball coach, Mike Stith. He was the one that was super adamant about like getting us um, like seen and recruited by big time schools. So I actually wasn't that heavily recruited. Um, I visited like Arkansas, University of Missouri, um, and that was about it. And then I visited UW, and I was like, okay, I have to go here. So I kind of knew, like, right when I stepped on campus that that's where I wanted to go. Um, And it's like they always say that you have this feeling of, like, you know right when you, like, get there. And I was like, okay, whatever. After, like, the first two schools, I'm like, that's so, like, not true. But then I stepped on UW. I'm like, it is totally true. <laughs> just, just took a little bit. Yeah. Um, so was there anything uh, decisive that helped you commit to UW? Or was it just more so you kind of knew uh, when you were on campus? Um, Definitely the coaches. I just knew that. Um, like they had a really good softball program, a really good, um, UW is just so great academically, but I felt that just from building my relationship with coach Tara, I knew that I was going to like grow so much as a person, not just as a softball player. Like I knew I was going to get so much better and be a better person and really find like who I truly was. I just had a feeling, I don't know. So I could definitely say that I was a completely different person from freshman year to now. Um, so I trusted my gut and it worked out. <laughs> what were some of your first impressions of Coach Tar, and uh, what sort of lessons has she, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, but what sort of lessons would you say that she's given you throughout your time uh, at the school? Yeah, uh, my first impressions of Coach Tar, just very, like, wanting to know just everything about you, like, really caring about who you are, not just, like, on as, as a softball player, but, like, wanting to know your, about your personal life, like, what are you passionate about, um, 
And that's what really stuck with me is that she was so like invested in who I was and not all the coaches that I talked to were like that. They didn't really like care about you as a person. They just wanted to know what you were going to bring softball wise. Um, so that really stuck out to me. Um, and oh, she's taught me so much, but I would say like a big lesson um, is just like, how much like passion that she brings around softball like you have to be so passionate about what you're doing in life and I think that's what's going to drive your success is if you're like so passionate about what you're doing like all the rest is going to come and you could tell like every single day she comes with like such a passion for softball and like really cares about like the process of being successful just not being not the result but like how we're going to get there um so that's just going to definitely in life, like I'm really process oriented because of Coach Tar, not just like, oh, I want, I want this, I want that. Like I care more about the process and I think um, that's super important. So, yeah. <laughs> so would you say she's very much a player's coach? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. She's, we all love her and like we respect every decision that she makes because we know it's like for the betterment of us. Um, so yes, definitely a player's coach. We adore her. So. so I always am intrigued a little bit by Jersey numbers and in mm. doing research, I, I correct me if this is wrong. I hope I didn't get a faulty article. Um, but I read that the number 47 came about because of Howie Kendrick. Now, yeah. How did that, how did he become your favorite baseball player? What sort of, was it an early memory? Was it, you know, some off the field? How did, how did that come into play? Um, so when I was younger, I grew up watching like angel, angel games with my dad. Um, he would always have them on the TV. So I was always super invested and excited when we got to watch an angel game. Um, and they were, they play so many games, like literally. So they're always on. Um, and so he was the second baseman at the time um, for the Angels and something just stuck out to me about him like he was just he reminded me a lot of like myself just super humble um, and super hardworking like super consistent like not very emotional on the field just like super consistent with his energy and he would always come through in the big moments but like he wasn't a big star on the team like he was never talked about so I just like found this like love for him I'm like oh my gosh this guy is so cool so I grew up watching him and I was like I want to be like him like at least on the field I know I don't know him personally but just on the field like I want to be exactly like him um and so my mom actually got me like a sign ball from him like in high school and I like started crying I was like oh my god so yeah if he ever hears this I love you how he can drink <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have to try and push that along if I'm able to but that's no that's I, I always think it's really cool because sometimes it's just you know that that's the number that you're given or sometimes obviously it means a little bit more so I always find it yeah. something that to, something to know you know when the a jersey number is significant so yeah um, I actually wasn't I, at first I wasn't going to be allowed to wear it just because like nobody else has worn it before and oh. we do these things that like they're called jersey number projects so you pick a, a number and then you have to do research about every single player that has like worn the number 
and then call them and interview them. So nobody's worn 47. So Coach Char was like, uh, you can't even do the project. I'm like, I really want to be 47. So she thought about it for a while. She's like, you know what? Just just be 47. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I could try to call Howie Kendrick, but I don't know how that's <laughs> So. What sort of uh, mindset or attitude did you bring into your freshman year um, at the school? Was there any sort of, were you nervous at first? Did you, were you confident going into the, your freshman year? How did you attack that first year? Um, I would say I'm, I'm kind of an anxious person. So I was very nervous just because I didn't know what to expect. Like my travel ball coach, Mike Smith was always like, it's going to be like, the hardest four years like of your life like it's going to be really good but it's going to be like the hardest four years like you'll ever have to do in your life I'm like oh my god so I was like I was very nervous just because I didn't know if I was going to be good enough like I was I was ready to take on like any role that I I was given and like do that to the best that I could so I I was prepared for that and I think my travel ball coach definitely prepared me um to just like anything that I was given I was gonna take and run with it so um yeah I think I just had this mindset of like whatever I need to do to help the team I'm gonna do um and it was a big learning lesson because there was two fifth year seniors um Kim Souza and Courtney Gano that were like leading the way um and definitely helped me learn so much that year that I think that was one of my biggest learning years. So yeah, it was a good, it was a good year, a very good learning year, I would say. <laughs> so with that learning year behind you, did you do anything unique or different to prepare for sophomore year? Um, I would just say I, I more like learned just how to be myself and accept myself, not trying to be anyone different. Like when I came in my first year, I kind of just like, cause I am a people pleaser unfortunately sometimes I mean it's a good thing to an extent but like I was trying to kind of be somebody that like everyone liked and everyone mm. like I didn't want anyone to say anything bad about me because I was here just like a super like freshman thing so I totally learned like just how to accept myself and like be confident in my own skin and that like was a game changer for me because I was able to really focus on like what I needed to do instead of what others were thinking about me. And that like totally took energy away that like that shouldn't have been like used in that area. It should have been used on like, how can I personally help the team in my authentic self? So um, that was something that like was probably one of the biggest lessons I learned like in college. So. So I know this part's obviously not very fun. Um, how did you attack recovery in 2018, you know, dealing with that injury? And um, I did, you know, you've, you've hit home the point that you, you know, you're somebody that wants to do, you know, whatever they can to help the team. And that, you know, that was obviously even more evident in that year, you know, when you, you couldn't really obviously help on the field necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you attack recovery? And then what sort of things helped kept you uh, helped, keep you moving towards recovery because I know you know at certain points I'm sure that was really difficult and it's like hey this really sucks for lack of better Mm -hmm. words you know so how did you attack recovery and what what kept you moving forward what uh you know got you out of spaces where you might have been stuck 
Yeah, uh, that was definitely a rough year, um, physically and mentally. I would say um, the support of my teammates was huge. Like, because at first I was very like depressed that I couldn't like, I felt that I couldn't give anything to the team because I wasn't performing on the field. And so, um, but I like going back to my freshman year, I was like, okay, I don't have to be on the field to contribute to the team. Like I can contribute in other ways. Like I can do film. I could tag film and I could like tell the players like what I'm seeing for the opposing pitcher. Like I can put away all the gear like in the beginning or at the end of the day and like stay super late and clean the locker room. Like I can do like a bunch of different things, like small things that are going to add up to the success of the team. Um, and so when I was able to, like after I was able to like move around and stuff, that's definitely something that I tried to focus on was like, what can I do like right now to help the team? Like the best that I can. Um, and that looks different for everyone, but that's something that I focused on. And like my teammates were so supportive, like every day, just, I think just welcoming me, like, like acknowledging me, like, I, it's like so small, but just like saying hi, like we see you, like, we see you in the dugout cheering we can feel your energy like that was huge and to this day like if they didn't like support me as much as they did I don't know like if I would have gone through that um recovery wise like physically <clears throat> that yeah I don't know people tear their ACL like multiple times and I'm like how do you do that like there's one girl on the basketball team Gigi Garcia that tore her ACL like three or four times and I'm like I I commend her like she is so strong because one time was just so hard like just like the physical rehab especially the first like couple months of just getting your your need to like move again and it like extend all the way like it was so hard and it definitely gave me a, an appreciation of just my body like being able to wake up every day and like nothing is like really hurting like I can walk to the freaking bathroom like I'm like wow this feels so good like it definitely gave me an appreciation of just like my body and before I was like it, it's normal for females to have like body image issues of like oh I wish this was different I wish this was different but it's like we can get up and like our body is allows us to like play a sport that we love like it's so awesome and that's just <laughs> And that's why I'm, I'm like thankful that I had that injury as weird as that sounds. Cause I did have to sit out for a season, but it taught me so much just about myself that I feel like I'm completely different and it contributed to who I am today. So I know that sounds cliche, but no, it's I mean, true. <laughs> I think it makes sense. You know, it sort of like gave you a moment to sit back and sort of reflect on things. Yeah absolutely absolutely just of like of like just my mindset like is this really gonna help like my thoughts like what's and that's something that I've learned a lot too is like what you're thinking really like it manifests into the real like into real time so it's like are these thoughts really gonna help me like with rehab I would wake up and I'm like, like I don't want to go sorry I just <laughs> sorry you need to edit that out but I was like frick I don't want to go like but then it's like why that's not even going to help me that mindset's not going to help me. like you have to wake up and attack it every single day and that's what's going to help overall the team like my mindset is going to help the team so yeah 
Well, and then to stay with ACL, I mean, we had some people in Seattle sports who, I mean, Brianna Stewart of the Storm came back from an ACL injury and she's, you know, perennial, almost MVP level play. And then Kyle Lewis um, injured right now, which sucks. But I mean, mm-hmm. earlier in his career, like blew his entire knee out. So, you know, it is, it's, it, I'm, you know, and then Gigi, ah, three or four times, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it there's some definitely some stories to look at you know when it's when something like that happens I guess in a way but I obviously it's not something that's fun to deal with um so switching away from bad things um (laughs) can you talk a little bit about your time uh catching Gabby Plain as well as the player and the person that she is yeah um so I don't yeah I don't even know where to start Gabby Gabby is just she's the best pitcher that I've ever caught in my career and I tell her that all the time I'm like I can't wait to catch you today like it's gonna be so fun and not only like just how good she is but like she's so much fun to work with as a person um she has this like calm presence about her all the time I don't know if you've noticed but she's just so consistently (laughs) like calm no matter what the situation is and that definitely rubs off on all of us um just with not staying too high or staying too low just being able to like stay consistent throughout the game and even in practice um so getting to work with her every day it's just it's been a blast um and she's just so like accountable for herself too just like with her pitches like she always asks me after every pitch like did that move enough or did did that stay over the plate too much I'm like and I I'm always able to tell her like the truth and she not get offended or like it would be like really like like she's always respectful of what I have to say and I think that's and, and, and it's vice versa too so I think that's what made our relationship so strong is like being able to tell each other like the uncomfortable things or the things that are kind of hard to say um and I think us respecting each other more for that um so we were definitely great teammates I would say and um yeah I'm gonna miss her a lot I'm excited for next year but uh yeah working with her has been like one of the highlights of my careers for sure of my career sorry for sure you have a cool story about Gabby playing that you'd want to share Oh, let's see. Oh, the, oh my gosh. Uh, uh, I feel like I do. Just, um, I think this isn't really a cool story, but she like has thrown a couple no hitters. I don't know how many it's been, but she never knows that it's like a no hitter which is like cool. <laughs> it's like really cool but like I, we both have no clue like <laughs> she's never no hitter so like at the end like people will come up and we'll like celebrate and I'm like what celebrating what's going she's on like, what's going on <laughs> like you just threw a no hitter and we're like oh wow that's so cool but I think it's cool because we're like just so like in the moment, that's what Coach Char preaches all the time is staying in the present moment, like, and that's how we're going to win. So we really try to embody that every day. And that's, I think we're too much in the present moment, but it's just funny, like, just how that happens. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, I mean, you're locked in. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, but it is, I'm sure it's unique. Like, why is everybody so excited yeah. right now? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny, but. How different was 2020? Obviously it was a shortened season, but what sort of protocols or, you know, how was practice? Uh, what, what sort of things obviously were different that, you know, fans might not have seen that was different, you know, uh, for you guys? Yeah. Um, so like in the, in fall 2020, when we came back, um, well, a lot was different. Um, we, so at first, when we first got there, um, before we were able to work with the coaches, um, we had to like, usually we'll be as a team practicing like throughout the week, we had to schedule like times to go on the field, which is really weird. And like pods of like three or four, um and it was the same with lifting too like we were outside they built like a outside um outside weightlifting area like in the football field where or the football arena where every team had to go at scheduled times oh Um, and we couldn't I think it was just weird that we couldn't be like as a team that we were normally used to so like three of us would be there and then three of us would come and we were like oh hey like we wish we could like practice with you guys but being I think being able to be like when we could be with the coaches and like our official start date that's when it was like a lot better we could be as a group but we had to be six feet apart and wear our masks and like um we could only have a scheduled amount of time we couldn't go over whereas like before we were able to go over a little bit and like be together for longer and we couldn't be in the locker room like all at the same time it was only like seven people I think um Mm. so that was like really weird I think the locker room was probably the weirdest part of like we all had to count how many people were in there and then if you if there were too many some people had to go sit outside and wait for like more like people to go out on the field so they can come in it was just kind of like a cluster of I'm like oh this sucks because a lot of our bonding was like in the locker room and like getting to sit like 30 minutes before practice and ask how everyone's day is going and like really get to know each other in that area um so that was really tough um and then I think as preseason started to come it it started to get a lot better we still had to wear a mask and do the six feet apart thing um but it was a lot better just getting to like go places and play games and um it it was weird too because some teams wore masks some teams didn't we're like do we really have to wear masks like I don't know that was weird but uh definitely as a season like the end of season like most of us were vaccinated like it was it was way better um we didn't really have to wear a mask all the time not six feet apart because of like majority of the team was vaccinated so it was fine at the end but definitely at the beginning it was just like so hard with all these new protocols like it was it wasn't fun (laughs) that's for sure I'm very glad that this whole thing is over just because it was hard like chemistry wise too as a team like I think another part of it was we all had to like be super careful of where we were going like outside of softball because we didn't want to come back and someone was exposed to COVID and then we all get COVID and then we can't play like for two weeks and that's what we were really scared of is like postseason like what if somebody gets in we're out of postseason so um 
just being really ad- adamant about like our communication as a team and like the leaders like really taking charge of like okay guys like we really need to be careful because we all want to be in postseason. That's, that's what we're working for every single day. Like we don't want to ruin that for ourselves. So um, it was a good learning lesson. Like I say, I think there's always something to learn from every situation. There's a lot, a lot to learn from COVID. So. So coming into this season, you know, last season, what sort of both memories, experiences, lessons, what things are you going to take, you know, from this year, obviously, uh, an interesting regionals and a mm. interesting super regionals, and obviously before even that, interesting decision day. So, you know, taking everything into account from obviously regular season and preseason, what sort of things are you going to take, you know, from 2021? Ooh, um, there's a lot. I just I would say, um, hmm, just that. It's more important, I think, um, even though we didn't do as well as we wanted to, um, just the the relationships and the bonds that you build between the people around you are what are going to last you a lifetime. Like, I don't remember, like, I there's so many instances. I don't remember, like, what happened in, like, 2017, like, uh, like, results-wise, like, or 2018, I probably should, but, like, what I remember most is, like, how I got to know a certain person, or the memories that I had with, like, my teammates, and, like, even outside of softball, like, the the great times that we had, and, like, the good laughs, like, that's what's really, what I'm really, really gonna remember, Um, so I'm not, like, I ain't, of course, I'm bummed that we didn't make it to the World Series, but I'm just so happy that I got to know, my teammates so much better especially the younger players like there was an age difference of like six years or six or five years and it was just like at the beginning I'm like how am I going to connect with these girls like I've never been in this position and it's harder than it seems because I'm like uh like over time it'll be fine but like I really felt that I had to um like push myself every day to really make a connection with the younger girls and it totally paid off and I'll be friends with them for the rest of my life. So just getting to, um, to really connect with them. I'm so thankful. And that's just what I think I'm going to take away from this whole experience, especially 2021 is the friends that I, that I gained and that I'm going to have like for the rest of my life. So. Well, I think, I think that, you know, points towards the, the chemistry that this program has built. Um, and that you guys have obviously put time into as well as just uh, even I guess you could say towards growing people you know as people Uh, I could use better words there but I think you understand what I mean yes Um, so I think I think you know you taking the time to do that despite you know that's not something that you've been through I think that'll obviously help uh, those women as they continue throughout the program Um, so no I I think uh, obviously like you said you know World Series a title is the goal but um, I, I don't. I don't think that leaving that positive influence is going to be a bad thing whatsoever. Um, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any preference between the Nike uniforms and the Adidas uniforms, or you don't care? You're just out there, and it's just a uniform. Or do you? Does it? Is that something that you saw a difference in? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think we had a lot of time to like work with Nike about like how they could improve their uniforms. Um, and Coach Tar was really uh, great with giving them like honest feedback. So I think like the last year we, we wore the Nike uniforms, they were just like the best uniforms I've ever worn. They were just so like light. You can even tell they were on your body. They were just so comfortable. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but yeah, they were just super comfortable. And then, um, so I think with Adidas, uh, we're kind of like where we were at with Nike, I think from like, oh. one. So they have a, uh, a lot of just like work to do with like comfort i think um and it's not a bad thing they they just have a lot of uh room to grow um and i think with our program we're we're really good with giving them like honest feedback um so i think in the next couple years they're gonna get like really really good um but right now they are a bit uncomfortable i'm sorry adidas but all of your other gear is great but yeah so i think they just have some work to do there i love like because every purple, I feel like with every different company is like different. I really like the purple that they uh, they gave us. But yeah, I would say Nike for sure had like time with us where they could like really um, just tailor to what we liked. So we just have to give Adidas a little bit of time. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, it is interesting to hear, you know, some too, like maybe it's just me. But again, like with the jersey numbers, it's interesting to see how the players feel about, you know, different brands and uh, the product that they give them. So like you said, yeah. I'm sure it's just uh, they're going to learn from it and I'm sure yeah. the product will get better. But yes, it's not that it's like really bad right now. Um, it's just Nike was so good with their like intention about wanting to make us feel comfortable. So they, their intention is totally there. It's just a matter of time. So would you say that playing in the Pac-12 conference helped you get better each year just because of the different programs uh, in the conference that are so good, you know, historically and obviously now in softball? Yeah. Um, I think that the Pac-12 is like the toughest conference, despite what others would say. But yeah, I think it's it's really what prepares us for postseason. Also, like our preseason schedule. Um really prepares us as well just getting to play teams on the different side of the country um and then getting so from that and then rolling into pac 12 i think we do have like the toughest conference like i said so that's what really like shows us like as a team who we are and what we need to improve on to be successful later in the season um so obviously like the UCLA's, Arizona's, like those are my favorite teams to play. Um, even Oregon, like in my, in my first couple of years, like they were so much fun to play just because it was like the atmosphere was so intense. Like you knew that like you had to bring, you had to bring your all every single pitch, like to beat them. Like everybody had to be on that pitch and giving their energy for us to win. And that's when you really figure out like, okay, like, are we really like in this to like win? Like it, it's just like, it really shows our true colors playing those teams. And so that's why I love playing those teams is because we get direct feedback every single time of what, what we need to do better. So yeah, the Pac-12, uh, I love it. It's so fun. It's so, so competitive. So I'll miss that for sure. <laughs> so this, this might apply. What was the most unique ballpark that you played in over your career and 
would it maybe be a Pac-12 mm. school? I mean, I'm sure you could include environment as well as location there, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, one comes to mind. Alabama was definitely like that stuck with me. That's it was my first like postseason um, like field that I played at. No. Yeah. Postseason like away field that I played at in super regionals and unfortunately we didn't win but that environment was just insane like there was the field was really really nice like everything about the field was so nice and then the there was it felt like there was like 10,000 people there just like rooting against us <laughs> and so like even when there was it was just crazy because when you're like up to bat and there was like a pitch that was clearly like five balls off the plate the whole entire stadium would be yelling at the umpire like that was a strike I'm like what the heck like that wasn't even close but like it's like the atmosphere just like is so electrifying and it felt it felt exactly like the world series like being at the world series so that was just very that was it was a fun place to play I thought um and one of my favorite uh fields to play at so what has it been like being around Cispates? Because if, again, if my information's correct, you guys were or still are roommates and you're both fellow, fellow Californians. So, yeah, you know, for the people that might not know or, you know, to give the people more info, what's it been like being around Cispates? <laughs> yeah, Cis is like a fireball of energy and she just lights up any room that she walks in like literally it's so fun being around her just because like it brings you up you're just like so happy being around her because she's just like so much she brings so much energy all the time and um especially on the field oh she's like our spark plug especially just leading off like we just have so much confidence in her like as a person just she's a great person and she brings her she just brings so much work ethic every single day that it makes you want to like work just as hard as her. And she made the team better every day at practice. And um, yeah, so I, she actually lives like two floors above me. We're in the same apart apartment complex. And so I'll just stop by if I like, just, am I ever feeling down or I just want to like get a little bit of energy in my day? I just stop by and I see her done. The, their dogs and thesis and I'm like oh love it up here <laughs> so yeah she's just like I'm so happy that brought that softball brought me to meet her just because I know that I can call her whenever I need her and she's just gonna be so positive and um just really like she really cares about like her teammates so she's just a great I, I could say so many things about sis she's just a great person so that was always something that was, uh, you know, watching the broadcast, all they could seem to talk about was Sis Bates being a ball. <laughs> yeah, and it's about... hard not to because she's just so like, she's just so, so much fun to watch playing softball, you know, so. And yeah. they should probably make a, a National Defensive Player of the Year award because. Yes. Figure that should be a thing. Yeah, but, no, uh... I don't know why it's not yet. <laughs> she she would have won it every single year. <laughs> so you know continuing to talk about teammates uh what are you excited to see next year from this team obviously you know you won't be with the team as a player but uh and I know a couple other players aren't going to be with the program but players like Bailey Klingler, Gabby Plain, Kelly Lynch and 
good amount, I believe, should still be around. So mm-hmm. what are you excited to see, you know, from this team next season? I I think that next season should it should be their best season. Just with all of, I think, not only the talent, but I think especially the upperclassmen, I think we did a good job of just, like, paving the way of, like, the culture and, like, continuing Husky fever and just, like, showing them the ways of, like, really chemistry-wise of what kind of needs to be done to just, like, be successful in postseason. Um, And they're, they're such great, like, learners of not only the game, but just of what the culture is. So, Um, I think they know for sure that like chemistry and culture is like what takes the team into like Oklahoma city. Um, And they're, uh, yeah, I just love how, especially Bailey Klingler. She's just, she's like really hard on herself, but in a good way, like she expects to hit, get a hit every single time. And if she doesn't, it's like, oh like she gets so so mad I'm like dude like you already had three hits like you're freaking having a great game she's like but that last at bat I should have got it I'm like it it, but it's it's like a good like energy where you're like okay I want to get it every time like what the heck it's just like they're they have so much unique personalities also that um I'm really excited to watch them next year they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be so good um and the incoming freshmen um are going to bring a lot to the team too. So it's going to be a really exciting year and uh, I can't wait to watch them in the stands and cheer on. (laughs) Would it be different for you to, you know, be on that side of it instead of getting, you know, sitting there, getting ready for the game, putting the gear on, will it be kind of a weird experience? (laughs) Yeah, it will definitely be weird, but I'm excited because I think like my time with softball, we've had a good, a good run, but I'm ready to just like, sit back and watch it's it's my time to watch so um I can't wait to like scream my lungs out in the stands and uh yeah it's gonna be funny though because like I know exactly what it's like to be in the situations uh so it's gonna be a definitely a weird perspective being on the other side but I'll let you know how it is (laughs) how did the idea to become a graduate assistant come about where did you know was that something that you'd thought about or was how, how did that come into play um yeah I was supposed to be a grad assistant this last year if COVID didn't happen so um it kind of worked out actually that COVID happened because I get to I got to play my second year of my master's um <clears throat> so yeah sis, sis is going to be a grad assistant because she's in the same program as I am it's a two-year program so she's going to be a grad assistant this upcoming year. Um, and if I could, I would be. <laughs> but my master's is only two years long instead of three. So, yeah. I don't think you'll complain about not having another year of school, though. I think that might be. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I'm so done with school. <laughs> I'm so done. So, yeah. <laughs> How excited are you for the completion of the Performance Center and what it will do for the program going forward? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so jealous. First off that it's opening right when I leave. I'm kind of upset about that, but it's going to be a game changer for the program just because, um, you know, it rains so much in Seattle. So, um, we would always have to go in the Dempsey 
and like kind of interfere with track it's kind of like in the middle I'm sure you've seen it it's like at the end but it's where like all the track athletes go so it's kind of a pain in the butt to just like set everything up and ask them to move and it's a process just setting it up it's like one whole process and like I think a lot of motivation when I'm like I want to hit extra I'm like a lot of motivation comes from just setting it up and that's I think we deserve like definitely this performance center it's like long overdue um because we'll pass by baseball and they have this super nice like big like center with everything set up and we're like oh we hate them like not like hate them but just like we're envious of them we're very envious of them so um it's gonna be a game changer for the program just getting to go in and not have to like share the space with another team and like it's gonna be so awesome and going in whenever you need to get some swings in like it's I'm excited it's I can't wait to hear all about it and I'm going to go take some things in there and experience that so I think I I think I deserve to so <laughs> okay and now I want to step off the softball field just because I'm sure at some point it gets tiring you know and <laughs> when it's something that you do for you know about six years I'm sure it's nice to get breaks uh, <laughs> Do you have a go-to in and out order? Oh, um, yeah, I get a double-double with um, a pink lemonade. So, yeah, I don't, like, ask for anything different. Like, whatever comes on it, I'm like, yes. But also, this is uh, kind of off topic. I went to Shake Shack, like, two days ago, and that gave in and out a run for its money. Really? I think it might be better. I think, but also they have a cookies and cream shake and uh, I think the shakes at In-N-Out are trash. So (laughs) if you can have a good shake too, like that's just going to make the experience so much better. So every time I speak to someone who's from California, it's always that like In-N-Out is like the greatest thing ever. So to hear that is kind of interesting. I kind of, yeah, I don't know (laughs) if you ever had Shake Shack, but you should try it. It's really good. I know there's a couple around here and I've been skeptical, so I might, I might need to just cave in and do it. Um, I know that the clip of the guy from Virginia went kind of viral and it was funny that it did because on the Mariners broadcast, uh, Aaron Goldsmith and uh, uh, Oh God, flowers. Uh, we're talking about Dippin' Dots. Do you have a favorite Dippin' Dots flavor? Uh, yeah. Cookies and cream for sure. Wait, nah. Banana split gives is up there too, but cookies and cream. Yeah. I that, would, I, that interview is really funny for sure. This this was see, I, I work at the ballpark down at the Mariners as well. And I've been I've been a baseball's been in my life for you know basically all my life. Yeah. Uh and I had dip and dots for the first time like last month, and people were really mad at me. See, I was like, Oh, sorry. Oh my god. Well, I'm better <laughs> late than never. For yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I I I went and I had my little cup and I was on break and I was like, okay, this is pretty good. <laughs> I felt so bad. My 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 coworkers and my friends were like, what are you doing? They're like, don't you go to the stadium a lot? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, what flavor is it? Cookies and cream. Okay, yes, love that. 
I didn't know Dippin' Dots was such a hotly contested thing. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's just like so different from like regular ice cream. And then when it melts a little bit, oh, it's so good. I should just start including that and in anything sort of baseball or softball related. Just add the Dippin' Dots question, I guess. Yes, absolutely. I'm different. Um, what motivated you to pursue a master's degree in education? Oh, well, I I just really liked how flexible the program was. So you can take um, classes in the IL program, which is the Intercollegiate Athletic Leadership Program, and kind of make it a hybrid. Um, and Jen Salling did that program, and she made it a hybrid also, and she said that she really, really liked it. So that was something I really wanted to pursue and it was the best decision ever. I got to learn about like sports management as well as like higher education management. So um, yeah. And so I, now I'm like, I can't, I want to work with, like in an athletic department and just like see if that can be something that I want to do. I got to shadow the, uh, the director of ticket of tickets for the athletic department, the UW athletic department. And that was a really great experience. So we'll see. We'll see where my future takes me. But yeah, it was a really cool experience doing that master's program. In a student feature on UW SAAS Twitter, you said that you wanted to work on the environmental side of Nike or Adidas. Is that something that mm. you still think about? Or has that been maybe put to rest? Yeah, it's, it's it's still in the back of my mind if this if like working in an athletic department doesn't work out it's definitely something that I would want to try to pursue like working I think especially now that we're with Adidas um I got to meet like the people that come and like fit us and um they said that they have really big environmental like sides of their company and they're like, you should totally try to get into it. So I think that could be something I could do. Um, and there would be connections that I could like follow through with, like the people that came and I got to meet. Um, so I think it would be a good experience. But yeah, that's definitely something I would still consider. <laughs> and then do you have a favorite UW food spot? Um, hmm. Oh, yeah. So there's I don't know if you've ever been but it's like in Lander in the west uh west campus they have like a little food area um and actually they have it in the new in the new uh dorms I forgot what they're called though it's where our freshmen live it's like close to the uh to the softball field but there's a sandwich shop down there and they make the best sandwiches that I've ever had um it's not like anything called anything I don't think it's just like a little sandwich stand so if anyone's listening to this that goes Vita, you need to try it so good (laughs) so with that all being said is there anything that you want to put out there whether it's I always link socials down in the description just because in case anybody wants to follow up um or if you know somebody somebody saw you out there mashing homers they're like hey I want to learn more about Morgan Flores uh, just put that out there just so people can find it. But is there anything that you want to put out there? I know that a softball saw some great increase in numbers uh, this year on viewership, just because I know that obviously I think one of our games was on ABC, mm. uh, but in general, I believe that there was a, a larger increase. So 
Uh, is there anything that you want to put out there into the world? Um, just, I just want to thank people for like following softball and wanting to be a part of it. And, um, even just viewing it, like how you said that this year is probably the highest viewership that we've gotten. I think one of the highest, I wouldn't. I, thought, I saw a tweet about that, but like the world series, just like, thank you for wanting to watch us and so much goes into being a, a student athlete that is behind the scenes um and it's it's a really tough job to go out there and especially the pressures of performing because you want to do it so bad and then when you don't it's it takes a big toll on like student athletes so just I think I'm really proud of like the bravery that also we have of just like putting ourselves out there um, for the world to see us and like do something that we love. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very, very grateful for getting to go to UW and be a student athlete and be surrounded by that community. And thank you for doing this, like just putting us on a platform that we're able to share our experience for others to learn. So yeah. Well, and not to, you know, speak too much about it, but, you know, well, first of all, I was very excited to talk to anybody part of the softball team just because it's been so exciting to follow the journey. And that's such a good program that we have here at UW. But, you know, um, in doing research, you know, with some of the just women athletes in general, like I spoke to you a little bit about the OL Reign, there's not as much of you know, info to go off of. And it's like, mm -hmm. why isn't there? Or even like, someone made a good point on Twitter about having, you know, photographers, you know, at these women's sports games, because somebody was writing an article on Brittany Griner, and they didn't want to use one from 2018. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, so at the end of the day, if I'm, you know, obviously not with a media outlet, I'm just here to push these stories along. I'm not the yeah. one with the info you are so my goal is to get you know the info from you and to get that story out there so people can learn so at the end of the day yeah. that's, that's the goal so if I can achieve yeah. that then I'm happy with that you know so yeah just for you to take time out of your day you know to even do something like this I'm always grateful for that so um excited to see what's next uh for I, I always I thought it was cool reading the the nicknames too from Venmo to MoFlo, uh, those I, Venmo was, I was like, huh, I wouldn't have thought about that, but I, you know, I was excited this, um, and, you know, hopefully can do some more softball ones, but, you know, excited to see, you know, maybe you stay with the university, stay in the athletic department. That would be cool. But at the end of the day, excited to see where that takes you and hopefully uh, be able to see it in the, uh, at the, the, well not the facility but the field next year so yeah uh, thank you unless you've got anything else to drop uh, I appreciate you and the time that you took out your day today yes thank you and it's also really cool to see you so passionate and like doing something that you love I can really tell that you love just like talking talking to us and um, putting our stories out there so thank you Charles you are awesome thank you for spending the time with me so have a great rest of the day. <laughs> Morgan Flores, everybody. Woo! Baba Bowie.